Welcome to the Grillcast, your executive briefing on privacy. Top line privacy insights from the voice of your peers. Today, we're thrilled to welcome another industry leader in privacy, John Fantas, Chief Privacy Officer of Fortruck. Welcome, John. Hi, Daniel. Excited to learn a little bit about your background and uh, what, what led you into privacy. Maybe do you want to just give us a brief introduction and perhaps describe you know, what you do at Fordruck and what is Fordruck? Yeah, of course. Thanks. Uh, and I should have said earlier, thanks for the invite. So uh, brief introduction to myself. Um, as you say, John Fantas, Chief Privacy Counsel at Fordruck. I'm a UK qualified lawyer. I've been specialising in corporate, commercial and privacy law for more than 20 years now. Bit more background about Fordrock, leading identity and access management company headquartered in San Francisco, an international workforce across our key UK, EU, and Asia Pacific markets. Uh, we have a global customer database, and I'm really delighted to say that we've recently been recognised as industry leaders, having been placed in Gartner's Magic Quadrant for Access Management. Coppinger Cole's Leadership Compass Reporters Overall Leader and KC and CIM platforms, and also Forrester Wave for CIAM. We're all hugely excited about that. And um, for me, from a personal perspective, I think that's a hugely impressive achievement for a mature startup. Agreed. I was particularly interested in your background, John, because you spent over a decade in, in corporate law and, and maybe longer, then made this transition to, to privacy, which I, I find very interesting. Obviously, privacy is growing in its uh, luster, but what drew you into to the privacy field? I think it's probably to do with my philosophy that lawyers need to refresh their skill sets to stay relevant in a fast-moving and complex global economy. And I think that means that lawyers need to reinvent themselves on a regular basis. I mean, you know, you just mentioned that, um, you know, the importance of, d- of data is is, uh, is growing. I think global digitalization is moving at such a mind-bending speed that when you read the tech press as- estimates, you'll see that 90% of the world's data has been created in the last two years, right? And how many, you know, how many thousands of years of humanity ha- has there been? You know, data's been uh, produced for a long time. And in the last two years, 90% of the world's data has been created. That's just crazy. You know, 1.1 trillion megabytes are created each day and 175 zettabytes will be residing in the cloud by 2025. And that is apparently an, an increase of around 60% from where we are now. So as I said, mind-bending numbers and moving at mind-bending pace and, you know, all of these numbers are going to do really is just drive data privacy going forward. Compliance is going to be such a massive part of what is being done with uh, data in, in the future. So coming back to me personally, I had an opportunity to reinvent myself as a privacy lawyer at an interesting time at, at uh, Verizon. Uh, at the time I kind of got into it, big global privacy changes were on the distant horizon. I'd always been interested in data protection compliance And Verizon was a great place to learn my new trade. And it turned out to be a great career move. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, you know, I think given your experience at Verizon and now seeing what you're seeing at Fordrock, what has been a surprise in in sort of those changes? A few things, actually. I think the first, primarily, the speed at which data protection has transformed from a kind of a stale compliance issue into a business critical function for global enterprise. I suppose part of that is to do with a wider story regarding the drive towards a global digital economy. 
Another thing that surprised me is the influence of GDPR on global privacy developments. I think what we've got to do really is look at what's happening with the consumer privacy legislation in California, CCPA. That's morphing into GDPR medium at the moment from GDPR light. And I suppose a related topic, you know, fingers crossed, we'll be getting a federal privacy law in the U.S. during Biden's presidency. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a topical point for everyone in in privacy at this time. You know, with Virginia's uh, move this past week, 50 different separated states running different uh, regimes will be very challenging. And so I think, you know, uh, to your point, fingers crossed. Well, it's hugely hugely challenging and it's not scalable. You know, no. So at some point, the US is going to have to bite the bullet and, and put a, f- a federal privacy law in place. And I think that, you know, closing out that point, so to say, EU privacy law is going to continue to drive improvement in global standards. You know, it's great that California has got this law in place, but the US, the rest of the US, the rest of the states in the US, so to say, are lagging behind. I think the final point, and I think this is quite topical, is, is you know, is how COVID-19 has impacted enterprises in 2020. I think there's been, my understanding is there's been an exponential increase in remote working and, and, you know, digital workforces. And that's had a big impact on security and privacy issues. That in itself is driving the need for more sophisticated identity and access management tech. I think that, you know, the cat's out of the bag now. You know, people are working from home. They're used to working from home. They may not have had the latitude in relation to that previously. Employers are seeing how that's working. So I think there's going to be, you know, more of these hybrid models of, you know, working at home, working in the office. That's going to be way more common. As the economy starts to power up after the awful pandemic and we start getting back to, uh, to normal, I think that's going to become the norm. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, on, sort of related to that, right, you, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, you interface with a, a number of Fordrock customers on a regular basis. How do you see Fordrock customers, you know, taking advantage of privacy and perhaps, you know, leading to competitive advantage? Well, I can safely say that data protection is top of mind for our customers. And it's usually one of the first diligence items a customer leads with during pre-sales. So, as you say, do customers leverage privacy? Well, you know, I, my, I have a philosophy whereby data protection should be a background issue during customers' diligence phases. I think that philosophy is reflected in Fulldrock's MO, particularly because we have a customer-first approach, which provides the appropriate level of assurance that our customers require around data protection compliance. And that philosophy also provides our account executives with greater freedom to focus on how our unique technology stack will benefit the customer's enterprise. Clearly, in times when the uh, digital global economy is uh, powering forward, data protection is really a core aspect of our brand and is reflected in our advertising. That's great. Yeah. So I love to ask these two next questions to everyone on the show. Um, So the first one being, you know, we're all looking for different information sources. I find it very interesting to, to see what people are reading. What are your top sort of three sources as a privacy pro and, and where do you go to learn about privacy? So, yeah, so, you know, my, my professional life revolves around interpreting global privacy laws and taking a risk-based approach towards privacy compliance. That means I need a lot of clear guidance from regulatory sources. So my go-to regulatory source tends to be the UK Data Protection Regulators website, i.e. the Information Commissioner's Office. That's an excellent website. It's got solid guidance offering. And I don't think Brexit is going to impact that too much. My second go-to site is the EU Data Protection Regulators website. That's the EU Data Protection Board. That's a good website. 
It has a few gaps, but it is fairly solid where it has offerings on particular topics. And then I tend to look at UK law firms and Irish law firms' websites, you know, follow their webinars, look at other material, podcasts, newsletters. And that really, they really do tend to provide excellent guidance on issues that we handle on a day-to-day basis. Makes sense. Awesome. Here's the last one. So... Obviously, you're now leading privacy at, at Forge Rock, but you know, for folks that are perhaps starting out their career or considering a career in, in privacy, if you had one piece of advice you could offer, what would it be? My top tip is develop a risk-based approach mindset towards data protection as early as possible in your career. I have a saying that the privacy tail shouldn't be wagging the business dog. And for me, that translates into when you're designing a privacy compliance measure, You need to do so in a way that strikes a sensible balance between protecting the business, which is every privacy lawyer's main imperative, but then also fitting that measure around the business model and making it very easy for the business to buy into that. It is very easy, actually, for a data protection officer to fail to see the wood for the trees and get hung up on unfriendly measures and creating friction because they can't actually see past what their main uh, function is, i.e. in relation to protecting the data. And they need to be sensible in the way they approach these things. And I think that you know, if you don't take that perspective, that outlook, you're going to have a super hard time selling any kind of concept around a privacy matter to the executive leadership team, ultimately the, you know, the executive leadership team of the enterprise you work for. And I think a kind of a related tip to that is – I think it's you know a great idea to be enhancing your collaboration, communication, and presentation skills at the same time. That really helps you successfully sell and implement privacy compliance measures, particularly when those measures are going to be transformative and the particular stakeholders are going to be impacted by that and have to live with it. I think that really is a critical soft skill for your uh, career progression. And, you know, Clarity and precision in your communications are always key. And then I suppose, you know, the final tip is everything that you do has to align with the objectives of the business. So essentially, you have to have a business case for whatever you do. That's awesome. Well, thank you, John. Um, This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I I always love to hear, you know, from folks what drew them into privacy. And you've definitely got quite the story. And uh, I got a couple of new information sources for myself. So I'm going to check those out. But uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show. You can check out John's session and other speakers across all the different channels. So Spotify, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. And uh, yeah, keep a lookout for John at Forge Rock. And uh, thanks again and talk soon. Again, thanks for the invite and great talking with you, Daniel. Cheers. Cheers.